Hey everybody, it's Brent here. I just want to step in before we get started and thank Blaine and James for putting together a show for us so we'd have an episode to put out uh, today. That's great. We appreciate the help there. And I'm also um, going to sit down right here and record a quick audio update about um, how things are going forward with the new place and the divorce and everything. You guys know I'm an open book, but I haven't really been super available in Discord. So I just kind of want to give everybody an update and let everybody know how I'm, go, uh, how I'm doing and how everything's going forward and what sort of things that might or might not mean for the show, address a few concerns, that sort of thing. And we'll do all that at the very end. So listen to the awesome show that Blaine and James have uh, put together for you. So just an off-topic rambling, but those guys are great. So anything they uh, they do is just fantastic, and I appreciate them giving me something to put up here on the feed. So sit back and enjoy their stiff. Warning, this show contains mature content and spoilers. Listener discretion is advised. Hey, this is Gillian C., and you're listening to the RPG Show. Listen up. See you in Kobe. Hello, adventurer. Care for a story of hijinks and prank calls? One of penis jokes and farts and other nonsense. One of old video game commercials and trivia that no one should have in their head. Well then, pull up a chair or beanbag or whatever it is you might have and uh, I, I guess try and get through this episode. <clears throat> All right, we're recording. Oh, we're recording? Yeah, why not? All right, good. I was just going to talk to you about our current game, but I'll oh, save no. that for our yeah, yeah, yeah. show. Let's save that for our show. In. We're just filling in for uh, some D-bags that can't seem to get their shit together. Well, they're going through a rough patch, so they do the same <laughs> yeah, for us. I know. It, they're they're uh, our sister station. We're going to help out any way we can. Yeah, I was going to get... Uh, uh, some other guys together and like finally do that Jeopardy show today. <laughs> uh-huh. But then you said, you know, you wouldn't be able to do uh, later in the evening and then like Cujo is possibly going to join and he said he could only do the evening and Josh also said like the later the better I think and I was like, eh. Oh, well, you should do something with them. I mean. Nah, man. I'd, I'd really would, if I ever do that Jeopardy show, I want it to be three people and I was kind of testing the interface last night and yeah. And I don't know that I uh, would really want to try and do it because, let me turn off my heater. The way um, the way the thing works is kind of wonky. I, I actually like I set it up on my phone and my computer, and I would be the one that would have to like read everything out. I thought everyone would be able to see the full Jeopardy screen, but it only appears uh. on the one person's. Um, I see. Thing, and then everyone else gets a chance to type an answer and buzz in, but I would have to like literally, which I guess would make for better radio anyway. Like obviously, pe- people listening couldn't see the screen, but um, but you guys not being able to see it would be annoying, I think. And and some of the questions, I was like, ah, what was I thinking when I wrote this thing? You know, I kind of was uh, putting it together pretty quick, but yeah, I I really didn't have any other. Uh, 
ideas for today. I was just like sitting here like trying to grasp an idea as for something to talk about. And I grabbed up this, uh, this magazine slash, well, it's more of a book or a pamphlet that came out back in the eighties. And I was like, I'm just kind of skimming through it for ideas. It's called uh, mastering Nintendo video games, tips, tricks, and strategies. And these things are hilarious. Of course, it's a hundred percent hot pink and, uh, I'm just kind of reading through it and a lot of the stuff in here uh just completely wrong and it's uh it's just kind of hilarious of the era i guess but it really didn't uh spur anything for me i was looking through some of my older stuff and you know it's some of that artwork i like it's so attached to my childhood like i would i would pay so much money to have some of that old like Super Mario Brothers 2 type stuff. I have like one of these big boxes that has like both Mario and Zelda and it was meant for like to put video games and stuff in and that is one of my most cherished possessions sure. just because of the artwork on that thing. Um, whenever I see that old retro stuff, man, I try and gobble that up as much as I can. 100% me too. Yeah, I'm, I'm looking through here at the back of the book. You ever hear of a game called Hacker 2? No. Yeah, that's because it doesn't exist. Saw the movie Hackers. <laughs> yeah, great movie, right? Yeah. Now, this, this book's hilarious. I, I remember looking through it a while back. It's got like a, a code in the back of here for an NES game called Hacker 2. It says if you get the security code, you will get in f four pieces. Rearrange the four pieces to form an important date in American history. So I looked mm -hmm. this game up a while back. It, it just doesn't exist. It's, it's not a game. The only reference that's ever been made to the game Hacker 2 was from this book that I can find. Oh, it's just, it doesn't exist. Yeah, it's just hilarious. And on, and on the back, the, the guy that wrote it is like this complete D-bag looking guy that, you know, looks like he pays for sex or something. It says he's a computer uh. consultant and author of such titles as Mastering DOS and Understanding D-Base 4. When not writing books, playing video games, or teaching computer courses, he plays tennis and racquetball and enjoys aerobics and martial arts. It's just one of those things of the air. Wow. Yeah, it's hilarious because they couldn't get, like you were saying, uh, Mario 2, and it's got like this whole introspective on Mario 2 in here, but they're not allowed to use any of, like, screenshots from nintendo so they have like these overly i, w I wish i could show it to you because they have these overly drawn where this guy is actually like drawn screenshots of like where to throw you know a turnip or you know <laughs> silly ass shit <sighs> oh gosh yep of the era it's it's so weird anyway so are you gonna are you gonna buy uh kingdom hearts 3 uh eventually man like i don't know if you uh you're not on Discord a lot, but there's been a lot of like debate on the uh, RPG show Discord that uh, we're both part of as to whether or not Kingdom Hearts are even worth playing at all. And I'm kind of, yeah. yeah, a lot of us are kind of in the boat that uh, they weren't real great games to begin with. Like, one and two were okay. You know, they were pretty good. I remember really liking two at the time. And then they just really just kept dropping just load after load of garbage onto us with all these like dream drop distance and 24 hours to sleep in your car or something i don't know what it's called but all those side things chain of memories is just like a hot pile of trash and as such they've left a pretty bad taste in a lot of our mouths and i'm i for one am not 
overly excited about Kingdom Hearts 3. I know it's going to sell like hotcakes just like Resident Evil 2 will. And I'll probably be able to buy a copy for next to nothing within a few months of its release. But I'm not going to be like banging on GameStop's door day one kind of thing. I am kind of excited to check it out though because... This one, in the very least, is just a straight, you know, one, two, three, so hopefully they won't fuck it up too bad like they did a lot of those uh, side projects. I've, I've seen, like, stuff on YouTube, though, where there's, like, there's so much storyline that's, you know, all canon Yeah. all those other games like you talked about, so if you, I don't I'm hoping that, you know, us casual fans that played part one and part two can, like, you know, understand what the heck's going on in part three. Yeah, I have no sure idea. Will. I like yeah. I played part one and two and a lot of the side games I, I really tried to give a chance and I couldn't tell like even on the last show where Brent and Nick were talking about, you know uh Kingdom Hearts storyline and stuff, uh he had Nick try and give the best synopsis he could and even Nick, as good as he is at giving the storylines and uh, his attention to plot details and stuff, was having a hard time keeping up because the story is uh, so fucked. Yeah. Yeah, I can see that. But I'll I'll buy it. I mean, sure. That game's been required so many hours that I'm not sure how far get how far I'll get into it because you know life and kids. One hundred percent. What whatnot? But I'll I'll get it. Yeah. Resident Evil Two though. That's that's going to be one of our. Uh, reviews we're going to do coming up i think uh i think so a retro too. game but it's a it's a good game it's kind of retro i guess that I guess. particular version won't be but the original um came out what 98 i was a kid yeah so yeah so it's almost 20 years i guess we could kind of kind of fits we can compare it to the original i haven't played the original in so long i even thought about popping that in and then you know the the thought of going through tank controls and like uh-huh. very unscary imagery. You know, uh, I, I don't know, man. I I prefer to keep the original in my memory. You know, every time I go yeah. back to PlayStation era graphics, I'm just met with disappointment for the most part. You know. Did you see the uh, article that I think I don't know if it's Netflix. Maybe Netflix is developing a Resident Evil TV show. Is it Netflix or someone's? Someone is developing a Resident Evil TV hmm. show. No, I didn't see anything they, about it. If they get the same people that did uh, Castlevania, like mm-hmm. I'm on board because Castlevania oh, sure. was great. And you saw you saw the second season of Castlevania. Yeah, yeah, I watched that, was, that, that was immediately. Wonderful. It was really good. Ooh, yeah, wonderful. They're, and I think they got signed up for a third season. I think I. Read oh, that. for sure. Yeah, they did. Um, and then they're doing. Was it Bloodborne or? It was another uh, series as well. It was Capcom, maybe. I don't, I can't remember. But there was another one I was like, oh, that, that might be cool too. So, yeah. Netflix, keeping the dreams alive. Yeah. Seriously. Although I fear for Netflix and all, all of these uh, <clears throat> TV stations and groups that want to come up with their own streaming service, like, I think that's just going to be a bad idea. It's a, I have a terrible feeling. idea. 10 years from now and everyone's got their own and you got to subscribe to seven, eight different ones. There's just going to be too many and they're going to box each other out and they're all going to start consolidating again anyways, but it's going to be a rough go there for a while. Well, it's like in the video game <laughs> industry, you know, kind of where we're at right now with these streaming services, where we at, we're at in the mid nineties with consoles. There, there's a big market, billions and billions of dollars a year. 
And you've got, you know, all these other big companies that are like, hey, we need to get a piece of that. And what they fail to understand a lot of the time is there's not enough room for five or ten or whatever consoles or in this case streaming services. We're just not going to pay. We the consumers, I can't, I can't do more than maybe three. Same with consoles. Yeah, agreed, agreed. <laughs> it's like I can do Hulu, Netflix, and maybe like an HBO or whatever if I want to. Amazon. Something Amazon exactly. Prime, yeah. But I'm not going to sit here and do like, okay, I'm going to do Disney for the Marvel Universe and all that, you know, Star Wars maybe. And then I'm going to do Netflix because they've got the best originals. And then I'm going to do Hulu because they've got the best comedies from NBC and Fox and, you know, so on and so forth. Well, so NBC's I, coming out with their own ones. Of course they are. They're probably going to pull all their content off of everything. Because one thing we, my wife and I watch all the time on Netflix is <laughs> The Office. We have sure. that. We're always, like, watching that show um, Great through the show. seasons. Like, well throw a couple episodes on when we're just relaxing. And if that goes to NBC and leaves Netflix, like, I don't know what we're going to do. Yeah. I mean, this is why people pirate, you know? Yeah. (laughs) That's all you're going to do. I know they're, you know, big corporations aren't listening, but if, if they were, it's like, all that's going to happen is you're just going to have people like, Oh, you want me to suddenly pay instead of, you know, 12 bucks, even 30 bucks a month to get all these streamings that I need uh-huh. or want. Uh, now you're wanting me to pay 80 across these eight different fucking sites. It's like, no, I get it. Yeah. And I, there's star Trek discovery is on the CBS streaming and I really want to watch it, but I just can't bring myself to pay eight bucks a month. Like I'd rather pay $20 one time fee through Amazon and like buy the season. So I just have it forever. And spend $8 a month like for, for a year or whatever it's going to take to watch that whole thing. It's just turning into cable again, which is... Yeah. We all went to streaming to get away from cable, and we all didn't mind paying a nominal fee, which ends up, you know, when you know millions of people are paying 8 bucks a month, you're talking about billions of dollars. But uh-huh. we're, they just don't seem to understand. We're not going to be willing to pay exponentially more. You know, we'll, we'll just turn to piracy, you know. And then one thing I'm waiting to happen is, I mean, say NBC gets their own streaming. Are they going to have commercials? And mm-hmm. if they don't have commercials, like, how are they going to sell commercial spot, like, on their regular television when NBC offers a commercial-free section which, I don't know, I just think advertisers at some point are going to say, hey, time out, like, why are we giving you money if you have a service that, you know, avoids us? Yeah. So you encourage people to avoid us, even though you want our business? I don't know. It's gonna be, just, just wait. Like, within the decade, there's going to be a huge crash, kind of like YouTube ad apocalypse. There's going to be a commercial apocalypse of some sort where everyone's just, we're not paying any money for this. Yeah. I, I don't know. I, I kind of think, like, TV as we knew it is already dead. Uh-huh. Like it's it's hanging on because there's a lot of people you know like my mom you know that still pay for cable yeah. you know the the guy I work with he's in his fifties he still pays a hundred bucks a month for cable and I'm like what are you doing man <laughs> yeah. I, I asked him do you even watch cable and he's like eh, not really I usually just click on Netflix if I watch it <laughs> like, then what are you yeah. even doing dude that's the same with the if it wasn't for sports I'd get rid of the whole thing but I don't yeah, watch and, baseball and some football. Well, you can uh, you can stream that shit now too, right? Um, you know, I can stream baseball if it's not locally local yeah. markets. So once that comes out, once they're able to, for me to um, watch Giants baseball, um, I'm done with all cable. I didn't realize you were a Giants um, fan. 
Well, yeah, they're the local team, and they're pretty. I've, I've liked them actually forever since I was a little guy. I've always been Oakland. Oakland, oh, yeah, yeah, they're they're good too. I, always I think most Oakland. Giants fans like Oakland, but no Oakland fan likes the Giants. <laughs> That's fair. Yeah, yeah. I, I haven't really followed it much. You know, I, I listened to the the Cubs game where they won the series. You know, but uh-huh. that was the last I really paid any attention to baseball. Before that, it. Mm-hmm. The last strike they had just left a bad taste in my mouth, and I was like, you know what, I'm I'm done with this, you know. Yeah. You got a bunch of whiny millionaires, you know, quibbling over, you know, stupid things, and I'm just like, come on, man, you know. Uh-huh. Like, you get paid more money than I'll ever see to play a game that you love, or at one point did love, and here you are complaining about it. It just, it, it lost what whatever it was, you know, it, it lost a lot of that. And baseball used to be pure. Oh, that'll be the next thing that goes out is there these huge contracts are just going to start, I think, slowing down. I mean, yeah. it has to. It has to. <laughs> yeah, because this generation that current doesn't care about sports nearly as much as the ones prior. I mean, attendance Correct. is at an all-time low for all these things. So. Correct. Yeah. And if they, you know, keep screwing with the advertisers, you know, they're going to stop paying the big bucks to advertise during the games and then in, in lieu, like, Owners make less money, so they have to pay their players less money, mm-hmm. um, which is probably we're probably due for that. Oh, we're well overdue. You know, yeah. These hundred million dollar contact contracts, <laughs> you cut that in half. That's still a shit ton of money. Oh yeah, geez. So, uh, if someone would offer me a hundred thousand dollars to go on the road and play baseball, I'd be all about it. Yeah. I mean, for the summer. <laughs> yeah. Hell yeah, dude. I mean, and then you have the rest of the year off, and you know, yeah. oh man, oh. spend all that time with my kid and play a game that I, you know, I used to love. I, I still like, although at this point, I doubt I could pitch one in faster than like forty-five miles an hour or something. <laughs> but you know, I, I could, I could still run around the, you know, plates a bit and maybe uh, uh, do some outfielding and stuff. Maybe I don't know. I'm, I'm pretty old. I'm on the ass end of. Uh, what players would be, you know, most players retire around my age, so, yeah, 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 no, well, we should probably get back on the video game topic, nah, let's so. talk about baseball video games, what's your favorite baseball Base- video game, baseball video games are something that I've never really gotten into, really, uh, RBI, RBI 3, yeah, I think for the original NES was one of my favorites, there was also one for Game Gear I was really into, Hmm. And I don't remember what it was called, but I didn't play too much. Like Ken Griffey Jr., I played that. That's a great one, yeah. Yeah, Super Nintendo. Then after that, I don't know, I kind of drifted away from baseball and played more football. Just hmm. I thought it was a better game, you know, it's more action-oriented. Yeah. Carrying the football or throwing the football. I used to you? play a lot of baseball with my dad, uh, RBI Baseball, the first one we played that incessantly. It was just like... Every day I'd get home from school and I'd be playing the games I liked, you know, whatever it was I was borrowing from a friend or whatever. And he'd always say, hey, you know, he'd get home at around five, six, whatever it was. And, hey, you up for a game of baseball? And I never really had the heart to tell him that I didn't really like playing RBI baseball that much, you know. <laughs> and I was so much better than he was, you know. Uh-huh. I can remember a lot of the times, like, just having to re-explain how to do things and then, like, actually like tanking hits and stuff because he wouldn't like switch his pitchers out and they'd get tired and be throwing at 45 and you can just like slug them out of the park every time when they get to that point and you know just 
helping him, but it was, you know, I, I'd, I'd pay any amount of money to be able to play one more game with him now, you know, uh-huh. but yeah, playing a lot of that. And then, you know, the, as from the sports games, I liked, uh, baseball wise, uh, baseball all-stars two is probably the best baseball game for the NES. And then base wars. If you remember that one, that was really great too. Cause you played as a uh, robots. Yeah. 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 That was really slick. Never really, the arcade also. It may have been, uh, yeah. yeah. Sorry if I sound like a little scratchy here. I've got kind of a throat cold thing going on and I'm, eating cough drops but it's not not helping a whole lot sorry about all the crinkling there i'm getting a cough drop out but yeah sports games for me man i never really got into them uh i, I did like mutant league football this is uh-huh. the only like football game that i really got into um other than that like well i did play you know tech mobile as a kid but yeah it uh, still holds up i think oh yeah it's still fantastic yeah, a lot of those baseball games don't. I've gone back and tried to play them with various friends over the years, and it's kind of hilarious because a lot of the original ones, especially when you go to move the outfield, instead of, like, singling out a a player, the whole team will move. Yeah. <laughs> like, you'll press <laughs> over to get the ball, and your outfielder's running it, and then, you know, all your basemen are also running off base in that direction. <laughs> what is going yeah. on? It's like the silliest thing. But, I mean, you know, back then it was crazy. Like, I've got this, uh, I posted it on Instagram a while back, but I've got this football game that is literally just all LED lights. And there was, you know, from the 70s. And there was some kid back in the 70s that thought that was the coolest shit. And he's like, I'm playing football in my hands. And no, kid, you're just looking at a bunch of goofy lights, you know, flashing. Yeah. You have to read a damn manual just to figure out what's going on. Which I, I had the manual with it too, which is kind of unique, but uh, I don't know why I bought it. I bought, I'm real bad about, I don't know if you are, but I've like, I've got uh, just all kinds of crap that I just got to get rid of because I'll, I'll go out and about and like, and this is something I, I listen to a show called The Collector's Quest where they talk about collecting and this is something they warn against is that once you get to be like a, a major collector of anything, you'll start seeking deals and you'll find something that's quote unquote a deal, but it's not something you actually want, but you'll buy it anyway, just because Mm -hmm. you haven't seen anything like good in so long. So I'll see something like that football game and you know, I got it for $2 or something, but it's not like something I'm going to play. And then like on the last podcast, uh, my daughter's asking about the princess game that I have. That's because I've got a damn Disney princess game that's like a plug and play and i mean what the hell am i doing with that you know i've got like 15 or 20 of these stupid plug and plays and i'm never gonna play any of them you know and even my atari and ColecoVision, and you know these are quote-unquote deals i found that i i couldn't even probably find a buyer for and i'm never gonna play it so i don't know what the hell i'm doing I, you do the huh. same thing james you gotta watch uh marie kondo tidying up on netflix <laughs> See if it sparks joy with you. If it does, you keep it. And oh yeah, absolutely. Whenever I go to uh, my local Legacy Games, um, I'm always just buying Nintendo games, you know. And it's just, I'm trying to, you know, on the down low, trying to collect all the Nintendo games one or two at a time here. But gosh, I don't think I'll ever reach my ultimate goal because it's going to get super expensive super quick. But yeah, all, like all the cheap, all the cheap games I'm getting now. The cheap ones, like, you can really get, like, the bulk of the NES library for, 
you know, most less, less than three bucks. Yeah, three to five dollars for a lot of them. You know, mm-hmm. you can probably do that with around three to four hundred of the games, and then the the next hundred to two hundred you can get for under twenty. It's that it's that top like ten or fifteen percent where you're looking at you know panic restaurant and uh, yeah if you count stadium events which one copy no. of stadium events would pay for the entire rest of the library practically yeah I don't count that most people don't um, same with uh, like the Nintendo World Championships card I mean it's it's not part of the set in my opinion but like no. I'm saying stuff like panic restaurant little Samson. Even like things like DuckTales 2 and um, Rescue Rangers 2 and Metal Storm, which is getting a re-release. So, yeah, uh, I think it's, is it limited run? Or one of these, it may not be limited. It's one of those limited run type companies. Um, They put out reproductions, but they're like really high quality reproductions. And they recently put out um, Holy Diver, which was never translated to the U.S., I don't know if you even know of that game, but I was really uh, tempted to buy it. I think so. Uh, you know who the rock star Dio was, right? Yes, yes, I know the song. Yeah, he sung the song Holy Diver and uh, Rainbow in the Dark. and Yeah, well, there was a video game based off of his videos, his MTV music videos back in the day, which if you wow. haven't seen... If wait, I wait, can, wait, MTV played music videos? They used to for about 10 years, <laughs> wow, and then they no started idea. playing like... <laughs> Teenage whores at band camp or wherever the fuck it is. Yeah. <laughs> and the grind and all that TRL bullshit and stuff. Yeah. But used to, they played music videos. Yeah. And Dio had these really great ones where he was like in a big fur coat and looked like he was in the mid- medieval ages with a sword and fucking like riding a lion or some shit. <laughs> it was just like, oh, you know, way over the top. This, you know, at the time, like balding late 30s guy just, you know, cheesy as hell but so awesome at the same time i mean dio really could belt it out he had an awesome voice but they based this video game back in the 80s off the videos because apparently those videos were like huge overseas you know they were pretty big here too but overseas they like bought into the whole idea of the like medieval dio a lot more and they made this game that uh, plays almost exactly like uh, castlevania except you're playing as fucking ronnie james dio <laughs> And uh, there's like magic and potions and stuff. So it's a lot like Simon's Quest. And it's apparently like balls hard, but really good. So I've always kind of wanted to look into it. And yeah, this company re-released that. And apparently it did pretty well. Like you could uh, buy a box copy for like 60 bucks. And I really thought about doing it. And ultimately just because, you know, $60 isn't nothing. And and I've got a lot of other interests. You know, I got to buy my Disney princess fucking plug and plays and shit. So... I didn't buy it, but they're re-releasing Metal Storm, which is like this fucking spectacular NES game where you play as like a giant mech and Uh you can at any time reverse gravity so that you're walking along the ceilings of things and stuff. Yeah, I think I remember hearing about this game or seeing it in Nintendo Power or something like that. Or someone did a review on it. Maybe the SNES drunk did a review on it. Oh, I'm sure. Yeah, it's like it's... At, for a long time, it was uh, kind of underground and no one had heard of it because it was like an Irem title and it didn't sell overly well. And then it was on like every list for like NES gems that you know you may have missed. And then everyone wanted to get a copy. And the thing, like last I looked, it was well over a hundred dollars. So oh. yeah, this re-release coming out will be uh, 
a pretty big boon to everybody that you know wants a a good quality playable copy not just like something that they got off etsy that might only last a few years or whatever this is like they do like apparently really quality work and I, I wish i could remember off the top of my head what the name of the company is so i could plug them but i'm sure if you just like type in you know like do remake or metal storm remake or whatever you probably come up i think they actually got all of Irene's licensing, so you may even see like a uh, Squoon or or something. I, they had a few other like high end titles for the uh, NES that uh, are kind of hard to get, you know. So yeah, yeah, yeah. Anyway, cool. all right, I ran out of things to talk about. Oh man, there's always plenty to talk about. Hey, how much do you buy off of Steam? Nothing, literal nothing. Nothing, literally nothing. As a matter of fact, I had a there was another. Another uh, podcast that I used to listen to that I would still listen to, but they mysteriously disappeared after 11 years on the air. They oh. just didn't put out an episode and didn't really give an explanation, uh, the Retro League. I won. They, they did a thing every month where they had a fan of the month, and I won one. Uh-huh. Oh. And they gave me a bunch of Steam codes. And I was yeah. I was like, yeah, thanks for nothing, because I've never been on Steam, and like they'd been sitting dormant in that email for years, and then uh, our friend Alex, who's been on a couple of our shows and a couple of shows here on the RPG show as well, <clears throat> he said something about Steam, and I was like, hey, I've got these old codes. Check them out if you want them. I don't even know what they were. I just sent them the links. So I don't know if they even worked for them, but they did. Yay, free games. Oh, cool. Yeah, but anyway, you were saying something cool came out on Steam, or? Oh no, I was just curious. I was I've been dabbling with Steam. I don't think the computer I have right now. This thing was like ten years old. I got to use my, my wife's computer and see if that works better. But it, I try, I downloaded this uh, 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 Shining Force One, and the reason I got it was because it came with a patch that like made it incredibly harder. So I was like, okay, good. Same game, you know, harder challenge. Why see if you it, want it see harder? If it works. I don't know, you know, Shining Force 2 has the extreme difficulty setting, so I wanted yeah. to see if I could make that thing, like, you know, play, you know, interesting again, because I've played it so many times, but I haven't got it to work on my computer yet. Uh, it came out with a patch after that, saying, you're sorry, it didn't really work well, so I haven't even gone back into it and try it, but. See, I'm the opposite when it comes to RPGs. I just, I want it to be, like, as far as the grind goes, like, I don't mind a little bit of grind, but I don't want to be having to sit there like fantasy star two style where that's all you're doing you know yeah it's well, for sure you your get first to time a new area and you're just like all right i guess i'm fighting for the next three and a half hours so that i can beat this next boss and then as soon as i do i've got to grind in the next area for a few hours it was like no that's not for me man like i'd, uh, I'd prefer to skip over all that you know just gain a level of fight and just be done not quite that easy but you know what i mean yeah, I guess yeah. Especially these days, I don't have time. I just, I'd love to replay a lot of these old games, like. But when I think about like how long it would take to play through Earthbound again, you know, I'm like, <laughs> that's all I would do that month, you know. I yeah. Just, I guess I'll, it'll just you know live in memory, and I guess that's part of why like there's such a boon in programs like ours, the RPG show and uh, the retro RPG podcast and such, because a lot of it isn't listening to hear about games you want to play. I'm sure there are some people that do that, you know, they'll hear about something and they'll go, you know, Hey, I really want to play that. In fact, a lot of people have been contacting me um, saying that they really want to play a Crystallis. Like I had at least four people say that I made Crystallis sound like really cool and they want to check it out. 
cool. Yeah. So that's neat, but they kind of dawned on me too. Like maybe the reason I'm getting so much feedback about people wanting to check it out is because one of the things we emphasized about that particular game is you could play through the whole game in a short period of time. I think yeah. that a lot of our listeners and a lot of people are, are like us and they're, they just don't have enough time in their lives to devote to RPGs, but they used to, and they love to hear about things that they've played in the past so they can kind of relive in their memory more than yeah. actually go back and replay them. Yeah, there's like, I don't know, probably 200, 300 games, RPGs and otherwise that I'd like to go back and really give a fair shake to, but it's just a time constraint, you know? Yeah, maybe it's something we'll do like when our uh, kiddos are off to college, we could have a resurgence of these retro (laughs) RPGs. If the show's still going then, we'll bring out all those old ones. I don't plan on stopping anytime soon, but I mean, you know, you never know when things are going to end, you know, look at the poor retro league. Gosh, man, that, that really made me think, uh, I was just like, what? Cause they were the one show that were around as long as Derek and Dawn had been, you know, that I've been uh-huh. listening to. Cause almost everyone else that I've listened to back in the long ago, I've got this iPod that's, I don't even know what generation it is. Like first generation touchscreen iPods, you know, it's pretty old. Oh. And, um, I've been listening to podcasts since then, and I found a lot of these guys have been around for years when I found them, including Derek and Don. And, uh, you know, they're still kind of around, you know, mostly thanks to yours truly and yourself. Um, mm-hmm. But they, they've made a comeback a little bit, and, you know, hopefully they'll stick around. I'm sure they will. I expect good things. Yeah, they're supposed to be doing Fractured Butthole next. <laughs> yeah. So. I need to play the original, the first one of that. The you still uh, stick have, of truth. You still haven't played stick. I haven't played the stick yet. You own it though, right? No, I don't own it. Oh, I man. Super cheap. Um, had I known, I had a an active code for the PS4 that was free that came with the uh, fractured butthole, but it like died a day or two after I bought the damn thing. It went out of date. Uh, and you know, cool. I have a physical copy of stick anyway they're dirt cheap at this point i think you can get one for under you know five bucks easy oh maybe i'll look into that soon that's for uh ps3 yeah you can get it for ps3 xbox 362 i think i'm not pc maybe i don't know it's probably on steam for all i know i don't have the xbox oh yeah I had the original Xbox, but I didn't go that route. I went the PlayStation route. For sure. Now, I was yeah. given one um, for Christmas. It's been maybe six years ago. Xbox 360. And, you know, it. I've played maybe a half dozen games on it since getting it, you know. Batteries in the controller, that's just a bad idea. And I know before you Xbox, you know, lovers come forward and say, yeah, but you can get a whatever to make it chargeable. I don't care. It should just come with it like every other modern system. Uh, so silly. Uh-huh. And apparently it's still like that with the uh, Xbox 920 or whatever it's called. Uh, I don't even know. I can't the one. Remember. The one. That's that's why I couldn't remember the X Bone. That's what they call it, right? Uh-huh. Yeah, I have no interest in that thing at all. You remember back in the day, James, when like Genesis would have like not a huge amount, but comparatively huge, like maybe thirty to forty percent of their library was exclusive to the Genesis. You know? Yeah, yeah. Or if they had a game that was the same, 
like it's Aladdin different. or whatever. Yeah, it was a different freaking game. You'd think it was the same. You'd be like, oh, Ghostbusters on the Genesis. I know this game. And then you actually play it years later and you go, this is a completely different game from the one on mm-hmm. Nintendo or whatever. Yeah. And they don't do that anymore. Everything is just the fucking same. You can't really tell a difference between screenshots mm-hmm. from one or another. That's They don't even bother telling you in magazines anymore. They're just, they list like what all it, it, it is. You know, they're like Xbox 360, Steam, and Switch. And you're like, yeah. okay. Um, you might get like a different character in one. Like I know Soul Calibur. They Soul Calibur like still does that, yeah. Yeah, so that that's cool. They do that. But yeah, you're right. Games are just same all across all platforms it's it's no incentive for me like i have a ps4 now and there's the switch a little bit but there's really no incentive for me to go out and get an xbox it really is these days you kind of pick one and go with it you know because yeah there might be five titles total that that are exclusive i mean there's probably more than that but five that you're going to care about you know Probably five franchises, I bet. I mean, it's yeah. not more than that. Maybe there's some downloadable stuff that's only exclusive to the Xbox and the PlayStation. Mm. Well, I know, there, I know there is some stuff on PlayStation. There's like Last of Us is for sure PlayStation exclusive, and I think that's a system seller. But I can't think of anything for Xbox. I mean, Halo's dead. Halo, that's all I got. Yeah. Halo. Um, I, Gears of War, is that exclusive to them? I don't even know. Maybe. I don't know, but I have no desire for any Titanfall is Titanfall only Xbox? I don't even know. I don't know. I'm, I never got into it. Played on the Xbox. I, I've never played. I hear Titanfall Two is actually really good, but yeah, it's one of those things. It's like yeah, I'll get to that as soon as I'm done with these, you know, 800 other games I got behind me. You know, we posted that thing on Facebook uh, recently about like you know, just some games that you played as a kid and people you played them with. Oh, yeah. Man, I, I tell you, just a flood of memories came back when I was putting my response in. I don't think kids nowadays, like, have that same experience. Uh, experience. They, they do and they don't. Like, they have it online, you know, with either, uh-huh. like, I guess you could play with, like, your local friends, you know, and be online. I mean, I guess that's... Talk a, to each other through the... Yeah. That's just not the same. I, I guess that's a thing. I don't know. It just, yeah, it doesn't seem... Is uh, to use a weird word for it, but intimate. You know, it's like when you're next yeah. to all your buddies and you're on a friggin' couch, and like maybe one guy reaches over to unplug the fucking controller, or you know, like yeah. loses his shit because you just did like a ultra combo or something. You know, yeah. it's like that that doesn't translate over a phone or a Discord or something like it would side by side. You know. You've got your buddies that genu- genuinely lose it, and then you got the ones that just get like red in the face, and they like get up and go off to the bathroom or something, and you you know they're in there just like losing their shit over a video game or whatever, and it's or you know shared experience with RPGs. I used to do a lot when I was a kid, man. We would rent a game like Final Fantasy Two or Lunar or something. And then there'd be two or three of us, and one guy would be playing the game, but we would all be playing because the others would be watching yeah. and saying, hey, do you missed a treasure chest up there, or remember yeah. this guy is weak against fire, or whatever it was, man, you know? Absolutely. Like, you don't have And then anymore. just being in the same room, like you'd start out with the game, then that might evolve into getting a pizza, and that evolves into, mm-hmm. I don't know, prank calling a girl or something like that. Oh, I mean, there was so calls. much more to it than just even the game. It was for sure, man. Like you said, intimate bonding, fun all overall experience. Yeah, that's another thing, man. It's just not around anymore. Is prank calling because everybody's got caller ID now. Yeah, 
We yeah. used to prank call people all the time, man. We used to prank call like infomercials. I'd call uh, the ab roller and I'd be like, ah, God damn, I broke on my back on the ab roller, you know, and they freak <laughs> out. And we called the Bisquick once and we were talking. We told the gal on the other end, like trying to keep a complete flat voice and be like, yeah, there was a there's a mouse in my bisquick and she's like there's a mouse well okay that's send uh just go ahead and send that back to us and i was oh no no i it's fine i just i ate around it and she was like incredulous you know you ate around it yeah yeah it didn't eat very much and then you know she started to get that it was a prank and, yeah <laughs> yeah but these days you prank somebody and they just call you right back and i remember the first time that happened i was at my buddy justin's house and, and we prank called we were random prank calling people just like you know, uh -huh. whatever the prefix was and just calling it. And uh, about this, like, 2 in the morning, we're at his house, and someone called back, and his dad answered from his bedside phone, and uh, he was not happy. We were both in big trouble, you know, so. Uh -huh. Yeah. Yeah, it's a, it's a lost art, the prank call. <laughs> yeah, now you have to, now that the way they do it is they, like, prank call people selling stuff on Craigslist and stuff like that. That's pretty funny, but. Yeah, it's yeah, but uh, they still they have your number and they they just uh, call you back. It's not nearly as fun. Yeah. yeah. Oh well. I guess I'll start putting shit in uh, paper bags and putting on people's porches again. Yeah. <laughs> back to that doorbell ditching. I'm pretty sure I couldn't run off at this point. I'd just <laughs> be standing there when the guy came out and be like, "Yeah, you caught me." <laughs> Yeah. A friend of mine did that to one of his one of his ex girlfriends or something. I was I wasn't a part of it, but I wanted to see it happen. So I you know oh, heard man. about that so much. I like I need to see this done once. And it was <laughs> it wasn't as fun, but it was, it was still cool. His mom, his the, the girl's mom came out and stomped on it. <laughs> it was pretty funny. <laughs> I mean, you know that there's shit in there, but you still got to put yeah. it out. You know, it was like, yeah. why don't you just go get a pitcher of water or something, man? It's not gonna yeah. whatever. <laughs> Or just let it burn out. I mean, it's on like a concrete slab. Especially you know, if it's or... concrete, yeah. Just... Yeah, it's going to be okay. Yeah, for was, sure. We recorded it too. It was pretty good, but it wasn't as, wasn't as satisfying as I thought, but it was still pretty funny. No, yeah, it's definitely funny. I was just it didn't thinking... spur me to do more, but yeah. It's not, not really a prank, but my poor buddy, uh, I was just thinking about him. The guy I've been playing a lot of games with lately, I noticed... Uh, we, we were going to Buffalo Wild Wings a week ago or so, and I, he pulls up next to me in his truck, and I, I, the side of his truck says, little bitch. Oh, God. I'm like, dude, what happened to your truck? He's like, oh, man, you didn't know about this? We walk around his truck, and on every side of his truck, his tailgate, both sides, and on the hood, it says, little bitch. And I was like, dude. How long has it been there? And he's like, oh, man, it's been like a year now. <laughs> you drive around in the little bitch mobile? And he was like, yeah. <laughs> so I can, um, took it to a detailer, and they said they could uh, fill it in with Bondo and paint it, but because they would have to do it that way, the scratches were so deep um, that they wouldn't be able to match the paint right, and it would actually, once they painted over it, it would actually look like in, in the sun that he meant to, like, paint little bitch on the side of his car <laughs> and he's like well i don't want it to look like that and they're like yeah plus it would cost you you know 1500 bucks and then it would just like look like a custom job that you wanted to be called little bitch and he's like yeah i'll just leave it then so yeah poor guy man Basically, i just get it 
I'd spend like 300 bucks on big, like auto decal stickers or something like that. Yeah. Put them all over my car. This is huge. It's all the fucking way down. <laughs> like a, driving around a NASCAR. All the ads on it. <laughs> yeah. Wonder bread or something. Yeah. But, uh, no, poor guy, man. And the reason it happened was of, of course a girl, you know, Yeah. basically started dating this girl that used to be married to a douchebag. And even though it was like six months after the fact, the guy took it upon himself to, you know, it was like, you're the reason my marriage failed. And he's like, okay, whatever, dude. And went Whoa. to work one day and came out and Wally was like, yeah. And he's like, oh, great. And can't prove it's the guy, but I mean, come on, who else would have been, you know? Yeah. That's, that's a lot of work. All four sides. <laughs> yeah. Never had Dedication. anyone do that to me. I, I dated a gal once that I dumped her after we were together for, maybe two years or so and I came out and there was a big key all the way down the side of my truck and I was like okay I knew Haley had done that shit but then a couple days later and I don't know like this and again I knew it was her but I was like why would you spend the time to do this my car was covered in like granny panties and um, they like (laughs) put yeah like uh, pantyhose over my hubcaps and stuff I was like what is the point in this you know I was like looking at it like did they fill it with shit or and no nothing it was just literally like they had gone to a Goodwill and got a bunch of granny panties and thought it was and I again I knew it was her but it's like what was the point in this it didn't hurt my truck whatsoever I just kind of I was actually literally parked next to a dumpster at work so I just kind of grabbed them all up by two fingers and threw them in the dumpster and was like, all right, and drove off. But the key was sucky. That, that kind of pissed me off. But it was an old truck anyway. Who cares? At least she didn't carve a little bitch in the side of it. When I uh, worked for Progressive Insurance, I had a company car, the big Progressive, you know, Ford Escape. And mm. one night I woke, or one morning I woke up at like 7 a.m., went out to the car, or went outside to get the newspaper or something, and I saw my my progressive car just someone had put like maxi pads and put like ketchup in the middle of them and just put them all <laughs> over the progressive car and i was like oh fuck so i went back inside and i was like i'm not gonna deal with this right now I went back to sleep woke up two hours later and was like i better go clean that up before someone takes a photograph of it and it goes viral and i went outside and someone else had completely cleaned my entire car I mean, like <laughs> it was weird i think maybe like the parents or something like got word of what happened and like i don't know took care i don't know i'm, I'm still like to this day like boggles my mind I, I think about it every few months and i'm like who the hell cleaned up the car that's like, why wild. Would, yeah why would yeah. they just you know destroy or vandalize it and then clean it up within two hours and me noticing it had to have been a a, a parent situation like you said yeah that's the only thinking. thing that makes sense because nobody just does things out of kindness <laughs> their heart anymore no you know? And there was a, a friend, one of my best friends growing up had this like real douchebag brother that was always just fucking with us and stuff. He was uh, maybe two grades older than we were and just a real piece of work. And one time there was a bunch of us hanging out at uh, his house and he had this fucking Pinto, this like pale blue uh, Pinto that was just a real beater. It was a piece of shit. And my friend Nick uh, was like, I'm going to shit in the back of Daniel's Pinto. <laughs> and we're like, don't do that, man. And he's like, nah, man, it'd be hilarious. We're like, don't do it. And he like 
crawls in the pinto because of course it's you know windows down and unlocked because it's a piece of shit and he takes a shit in the back of the pinto and then (laughs) uh, like pushes it with a stick under the driver's seat so we're all sitting there and we kind of forget about it as the day's going on because this is early morning and uh later in the afternoon daniel comes out and he's with his fucking skank ass girlfriend and they get in the pinto and take off down the street and they get just past the stop sign and the car stops and he goes in reverse stops fucking opens the door while stifling laughter on the front porch because we're all stoned as fuck too i should mention but um <laughs> he's looking something under the seat and he pulls out this turd and he goes who the fuck put shit in my car <laughs> Of course, me being the wise ass, I'm like, what kind of shit? And he's like, shit, shit. And I'm like, shit from your ass shit? He's like, yes! I'm like, well, I don't know who did that, you know. I think I think he probably would have kicked our ass, or at least attempted to, if there hadn't been like six of us, one of him situation. Uh-huh. Plus, he was a real D-bag, so maybe in his mind, like, it could have been literally anyone that would have done it to him, you know, but... Yeah. Yeah, if you listen in Daniel, it was Nick. <laughs> Nick shit in the back of your fucking car. Not not Nick of the RPG show, but another Nick. Uh, yeah. I keep forgetting we're on the RPG show right now. This feels like a really weird off topic. Usually you and I have some kind of idea about what we're going to talk about, but this is kind of impromptu. So, yeah. we're just talking about whatever and hopefully you guys listening like loving to hear about like prank calling. <laughs> And shitting in the back of cars and stuff because we didn't really have anything prepared. <laughs> yeah, mm. this is good. Yeah. You want to do a uh, you want to do a video game quiz I found online? Yeah, let's do it. It looks super easy. I'm not even going to read you the options, at least for this first one. Okay. What was Mario's original name? Well, a lot of people say it's Jumpman, so that's probably the answer that was given there. Yep, um, you got you got it, okay. Jumpman. Yeah, it's not actually true. Uh, I can't remember his original name, his actual original name, but uh, Jumpman is a kind of a l- urban legend of video games. But okay, we'll go with that. What was the title of the very first video game? The very first. There's a lot of debate on this as well. Um, the Computer Space is the first one that was released commercially in arcades. Um, then there was like a, God, there was some rotoscope game that was made in like the Missile late Command, 30s. wasn't it something like that? Or? Um, Missile Command, no, that came, that was later in the 70s. Um, there was, okay. uh, I'm going to go, kind of the, yeah. I'm going to go with computer science. All right, let me read you the options because on here. Okay. Uh, this is, I don't know, Kids World put this together, so this is not a, you know, not a real good one. <laughs> yeah, but it'll keep us going for a while. Tennis for two, Pong. Pac-Man or Pitfall? It okay. Of those, it's tennis for two. Tennis for two, really? Let's see what happens. Hey, you got it right. Well, I, yeah, I know. Great job. <laughs> <laughs> um, oh god, this is easy. What type of Pokemon is strong against Charmander? Squirtle, water, I guess. Water. Yeah. Mm-hmm. What was the last Pokemon game you played? Uh. All the like, way through. As, I mean, as far as like 
Oh, I've never beaten any of them. I don't really. Think. Oh, okay. The last one I actually popped in to see if it worked was Pokemon Stadium on the N sixty four. The newest installment that I played was probably Heart Gold. Oh, okay. Yeah, I don't really. No, I think I have Pearl. I don't know. Were you a blue or a red man? Uh, initially, uh, you know what? It came out when I was like 19, 18 or 19. Oh, okay. So, like, I, I think I I got red. All right. But uh, I never really got, like, that Pokemon craze. I was just a little too old for it. Yeah, I was I was about 12, 13. So it was you were right the, in the pocket. Right in my wheelhouse. But I, I aged out of it pretty quick. Yeah. Unfortunately, um, I think like nine, ten, that would have been like the perfect Pokemon age because you'd have gotten. I played yellow, I played silver. Yeah. I mean, uh, I see the much. appeal and I like Pokemon well enough, um, you know, and I've watched the anime a lot with my kid. Uh, uh-uh. And I, I see I see the appeal, but it just, like yeah. I said, it just out of the pocket for me. I was more like the Ninja Turtle, yeah. Transformer, you know, Thundercat kind of guy. I get you. There's so many Pokemon games, and I own a lot of them. And, like, I pick them up, and I'm like, yeah, I'm going to play this. And I get about 10, 15 minutes in, and I remember, like, how involved those games are. For sure. Like, uh, maybe, maybe I'll save this one for a plane ride or something like that. Right. Okay, what is the main character in the Splinter Cell series? Oh, man. I haven't played Splinter Cell in fucking forever. Uh... I can give you the options if you need it. They, actually, the options are so dumb is it, you'll, you'll know it right away yeah i i can't remember man all right you got solid snake it's not that agent 47 yeah i don't think so jason Bourne. definitely not that or sam fisher sounds like sam fisher to me that's what i would say because the other i don't agent 47 that's from hitman right maybe okay. i thought it was from fucking get smart or something <laughs> <laughs> Um, ooh, here must, this must be a good one. I have to give you the options for this one. Um, which, actually, I'm not sure if this is still true. Which of the following is not a playable character in the Super Smash Brothers series? Huh. Miss Pac-Man, Cloud, Captain Falcon, Solid Snake. Isn't Miss Pac-Man playable now? I don't know. I guess, That's what I was saying. I guess Miss Pac-Man. I think it's Miss Pac-Man also, because, but I don't know if she's, but yeah, you're, you're right, so I don't know how. Yeah, we got it. I'm not sure how new this thing is. But... Was that uh, was that Sam? Was that the right answer for uh, Splinter Cell? Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay. You're five for five right now. Yeah. Um. All right. This one might be a tough one. Okay. Uh, which of the following isn't a real game? We got uh, Banjo Kazooie, Grunty's Revenge, hmm. Jimmy Johnson's Anything with an Engine. Spyro Bandicoot Spinning or Hotel Mario? Man, Spyro Bandicoot Spinning does not sound real. I'm going to go with that. I would say the same. Uh, Those are two different games kind of merged into what it looks like. They're two different companies, too. Hey, you're right. Yeah. Congratulations. All right, we're on question seven now, I think. Um, Okay. Which of the following games was made by Naughty Dog? We have uh, Jack X Combat Racing, Toe Jam and Earl, Ratchet and Clank, Crash Bandicoot Twin Sanity. 
Which one was made by Naughty Dog? Which one was made by Naughty Dog? This is a good one. Good question. Oh, man. I can read them again if you'd like. Yeah, go ahead. Jack X Combat Racing. Okay. Toe Jam and Earl. Uh-huh. Ratchet and Clank. Okay. Crash Bandicoot Twin Sanity. Jeez, man. Naughty Dog. Yeah, I'm going to go with Toe Jam and Earl. Yeah, I just I don't know why. Wrong. Oh man, Jack X Combat Racing was Naughty Dog's last game on the PlayStation Two before moving on to make Uncharted. Drake's fortune. The only thing I know them for are like Uncharted and then uh, what you call the the game I just mentioned, Last of Us and stuff. I think it's Naughty Dog, but yeah. This one should be easy for you. Right. Which console came first? Dreamcast, Xbox, GameCube, or PlayStation 2? Which one came first? Nine nine ninety nine. That'd be the Dreamcast, right? I would absolutely agree. Yep. You are correct. Yep. All right. <clears throat> what? Ooh. I don't know this one. What is the Master Chief's first name? <laughs> I don't know, Massa? <laughs> I didn't play much um, uh, Xbox slash Halo stuff, so I don't know. But let's hear I him. feel like when they, this first came out, like they, initially, they purposely did not want to give him a name because they wanted the character to be like you. Yeah. Um, maybe they, unless, unless they changed their mind, unless I'm wrong. But I have four options for you. All I right. have Nathan, John, David, Ryan. I'll go with John. John. John McLean. Uh, you're right. Great job. Hell yeah. His last name is still a mystery, it says here. Thank you. It's Chief. It's Chief. Yeah. <laughs> John Chief. Um, oh, here's a good one for you. Hmm. Yoshi first appeared in which game? I mean, I want to say Mario World, but... There may have been like a game that predated that. Like I'm trying to think if either I can give you the four options if you want. I'm trying to think if either Yoshi or Yoshi's Cookie for the NES may have had Yoshi in it first. I think he also appears in um, Mario is Missing. Man, you just hit all the options: Yoshi's Island, Yoshi's Cookie, Super Mario World, and Mario is Missing. You just said all. Uh, I'm gonna go with Super Mario World anyway. Super Mario World. I was thinking Yoshi's Cookie, but... Oh, you're right. 10 out of 10. That's question 10 of 10. So you got... uh, 9 out of 10. Yeah, that's not too bad. Yeah. Yeah. According to this, you're a gaming expert. Way to go. Hey. Yeah, maybe I'm in the right profession. All right. Yeah, I... It feels kind of like cheating because I, I... When I get bored, I take a lot of those type of quizzes and yeah. such and a lot of the time some are I, good some are terrible yeah that one i had like some problems with especially like you know what was the first video game and you know they cited tennis for two which was a precursor to pong it was essentially uh-huh. the exact same thing but th- that's like a point of contention because some people say like there was a first video game was like in the 1930s where they had like this diode or something where they could through a computer manipulation, make a line move back and forth, and that doesn't sound like a game to me. So it's like some people cite that, and then the, yeah. 
There was a version of Tic-Tac-Toe that was released in the 50s, I think. And again, it's like, okay, you get to play like a very rudimentary version of Tic-Tac-Toe. Again, doesn't seem, you know, very good. And I think it even like had to print out on paper. Like you would, no. you know, stuff. it was like, that's not a game. But then like no. the first commercial released arcade game was Computer Space. And then everyone always cites Pong. They're always like, oh, Pong was the first video game. It's like, well, Tennis for Two was actually predates Pong and it was essentially Pong. But anyway, I digress. So like I hear stuff like that and I'm like, okay, your answer is not exactly right. But, you know, when they give you four options, you can kind of weed out which one they're wanting you to say. So. Yeah. 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 Makes sense. It makes sense. There are some uh, quiz games, video game quiz games on the Amazon Echo. They're not very good. (laughs) I wouldn't think they were. They're. It's fun. They have a really good song quiz. If you have one of those, ask for do the song quiz. They play like a I don't know five second clip of a song. You got to guess who uh, who the artist and song title is. And that one, my wife and I played that for a long time. All right. Um. I've got some for you then, just off the top of my head. How about uh, slogans from either video game designers or video game consoles? I'll tell you the slogan, and you try and tell me the product. All right. Okay. This is totally off the top of my head, so we'll go with, start with, uh, it's thinking. It's thinking. That was the, yeah, that was the campaign, it's thinking. It's thinking. I feel like it'd have to be a computer, right? Yeah. Oh, man. That was part I, of the market uh, campaign, yeah. It's thinking. Oh, let me think. No pun intended. <laughs> um, oh, I have no idea. I mean... That's the Dreamcast. Think... Really? Yeah, it was the first one that had, like... Uh... Microsoft internals and stuff, so they were like kind of showcasing it as a computer in some ways, and it could get online. So yeah, it's thing. I gotta, I gotta dust that thing out and play it a little bit. That thing, I think I own like three games because it got. It's superb. I love the Dreamcast. I loved it too. It just it got pushed out, you know. Unfortunately, I love the Sonic game for it. That was like super fun. Probably Mm -hmm. the last one I really enjoyed. Yeah, it's got um, Sonic and then uh, Sonic Venture 1 and 2 on there, and then um, one of the mm-hmm. racers, too, Sonic Racing or something. The problem with that thing, at least in my area, is like you could, I don't know, download those games and put them on disc, and I know the disc ruined yeah. your Dreamcast, but like I think that ruined the whole Dreamcast because they didn't have safeguards against that kind of shit. That was one of the problems was that you could just uh, put ISOs onto a standard CD and play them on there, and it will eventually yeah. like tear up your... Uh, your uh-huh. laser, but it still kids didn't care about that. They had free games, but the main problem yeah. the Dreamcast has was it didn't play DVDs. That's like, that yeah, was the nail in the coffin. I mean, it came out before everything, as we saw in the quiz. Yeah, um, about a full so year, they, and um, yeah, they had control. They, and it just, sold very well initially. It was just when uh-huh. initial sales for the PS2 came out, it was very disheartening. It was uh-huh. you know they were already hemorrhaging money from previous systems and the writing was on the wall and they called it quits at least here it went on for a few more years in japan all right yeah next one do the math that's gonna be sega um right. wait come on really i thought it's because they had more more gigabytes than uh no, more bits excuse me more bits than regular nintendo 
Mm-hmm. Do the math. Is it because of the bits? Wait, <laughs> yeah, Jaguar. It's, Jaguar. It's the Jaguar. <laughs> Jaguar, yeah. <laughs> they used to have this stupid ad campaign where they would be like, uh, you know, ours has a... bit. Yeah. This 16 bit processor and this 16 bit processor, and all this, and then yeah, it adds up to 64 bits. Do the math. And it's like, all right, Jaguar, actually, you do the math because adding those up, whereas, yes, technically that adds up to 64, it doesn't actually make for a 64 bit processing system. Yeah, <laughs> just, yeah, yeah. They, they, they tried were running to... like 32 or 16 or 32 bit games, but yeah. Yeah. The Angry Video Game Nerd is a good episode on the Jaguar. Right on. Yeah, that's it's, a good one. It's worth seeing. How about Your dogs? Yeah, well, they have to come to the podcast. If we if we podcast during the day, they're gonna be on it. That's yeah. just the way it is. How about welcome to the next level? Well it's gotta be a next gen console, right? <laughs> or so they thought. Or so they thought. Oh, so that might be a hint. Something that failed. <sighs> I don't know, it's going to be Dreamcast again. <laughs> they ran this one for years, and it's actually, I believe it uh, spanned two different systems. Oh, two different systems. Pretty sure, yeah. I have no idea. What is it? Is it one of those well, it was, Sega add-ons? Yeah, it was Sega for Sega Genesis and the um, uh, Sega CD. Oh, the Sega for CD. Years, yeah. Not the, uh, what was the thing that came on top of Sega? The... Uh... And the 32X? Yeah. The 32X. It, you know, it may have been on that shit, too. Yeah, they, they had yeah. that for years. It was like this square that said, welcome to the next level. And it's like, once you see the logo, you'll go, oh, yeah, that one. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, Those old commercials. They don't, these commercials. Do they, I guess they do make video game commercials still. I don't know. They do, yeah. I mean, they run, there was one for Smash I saw. And, yeah, I mean, you mm-hmm. have to almost seek them out now, you know. Yeah. They do run them, like, once if you watch a lot of YouTube like I do and you like yeah, type yeah. in a I lot of stuff, you'll see them there for sure. But not on television like they used to, I don't think. Yeah, maybe. Like it, maybe the Nintendo, maybe maybe the, the, the consoles have their commercials. But yeah. I, don't know. I don't know individual games as much. All right. How about the arcade quality video game system? Neo Geo. <laughs> That's a good answer, but no. Oh. It's uh, the ColecoVision. Uh, oh, yeah. Yeah, of course. How could I miss that? <laughs> <laughs> that so- was so good. Uh, let's softball you one. How about Our Games Go to 11? I don't even know what that is. Our Games Go to 11? Yeah. It's a riff on, if you've ever seen, uh, this is Spinal Tap, and he... He's talking about the the amp, uh-huh. and he goes, he goes, turn it up to eleven. Ours go to eleven. He's like, why don't you just make ten louder? And he's like, no, but ours ours go to eleven. You know, yeah. Uh-huh. And that was their slogan. It was our games go to eleven. There's plenty of people listening right now that are screaming at you, like going, "Come on, James!" I'm sure there are. Maybe I didn't watch enough television as a kid. Uh, I don't know. Is it Sega? Uh, this is Working Designs. Oh. Yeah, it's on every every one of their games. A little pink logo at the bottom says "Working Designs." Our games go to eleven. I'm gonna go get out all my Sega Saturn games that were designed by Working Designs. I mean, yeah, you're like the biggest fan of uh, Dragon Force that I think I've ever met. So I'm gonna go look at it right now. Yeah. After this podcast, hey, are we are we good on time? We have a yeah. No, we're 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 good on time. Let's do one or two more. 
If I can think of another one. How about uh, Welcome to the Theater of the Mind? What about, like, Sega? (laughs) (laughs) Um, Welcome to the Theater of the Mind. I don't know how you know all these. I don't know. I'm just a fucking idiot. Welcome to the Theater (laughs) of the Mind. I got nothing. Uh, That's Sega Saturn. No way. Yeah. I have no recollection of that at all. You should look up that. That, uh, That's a great commercial. I think it was Welcome to the Theater of the Mind. I'll look it up after this. That's a funny commercial. Because it, yeah, you just, you just gotta watch it. Um, looking around my room trying to think if I can remember any more slogans for this crap. <laughs> uh, I think I might be tanked. Yeah. I don't know. <clears throat> I'm doing terribly, so that's okay. I'll bow <laughs> out while I'm not even ahead. I thought for sure you were gonna get our games go to 11. I don't know. I guess I never read the the game covers too closely. Yeah, it's all good. Um, isn't uh, Albert Odyssey? Is that made by? Yeah, I think that's Working Designs. Designs. That's another game I really want to go back and play, but I I don't think I'm going to enjoy it as much the second time through. Yeah. I remember it's pretty it's pretty very laggy when you like win a battle. It's like everything just goes silent for like a few seconds, and all oh, of a really? sudden, oh, and you won. It's like what? just happened mm, mm, mm. welcome to the theater of the mind i have it written down here i'll look it up yeah it's a, it's a great ad campaign at least i think that was saturn's i don't know i wish i could play you the uh opening music for each system and have you guess off that because that would be a lot cooler but i don't have those sound bites in front of me i'm just like like we said dear listener if you're still here uh, yeah. we're just kind of riffing it today it's been a lot of fun yeah, yeah. Just trying to good. just trying to fill in for our good friends over at the uh, RPG show. You know, Brent's still having some trouble with, uh, you know, getting uh, internet where he's at. Apparently, he's got to pay for like cable to reach his new house. I, I guess he moved somewhere in the Middle East or something where cable still mm-hmm. hasn't reached for Antarctica or something like that. Yeah, I'm not real sure where he moved. But... The Arditorad, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I didn't know that was even a thing anymore. Like my mom lives out in BFE and they've got cable out there. So it's kind of yeah. like, really? Like her nearest neighbor's like a mile away. And oh, okay. Well, that's cool. <laughs> Poor guy. Oh, man. But yeah. Hopefully they're back up and running by the next show, though. Oh, I'm sure they will be, yeah. They, yeah. much like us, I don't think have any plans of going anywhere, you know? It's uh, cathartic to be able to do a, a show. And if, if you're listening to this and you don't know who James and I are, you know, hi, I'm Blaine J. That's uh, James Mulholland. And yeah. uh, we're we're from uh, the Retro is RPG. Is It Worth It? Yeah, Is It Worth It, which is part of the Retro RPG podcast. And, yeah, we're just we're just helping out filling in here. So maybe I'll make a disclaimer and put that at the beginning. <laughs> maybe mm-hmm. we should have explained that at the beginning. People are kind of listening and going, uh, who are these guys and why aren't they talking about an RPG? Yeah. Uh-oh, James tuned me out. I'm still here. Sorry, I'm, I'm, I'm looking up Theater of the Mind right now. It's driving me nuts. Oh, really? You find it? Uh, no, not yet. Um, videos, hang on, let me click on this. No, I got nothing right now. Huh. Sega Saturn, he said? Yeah. Maybe I'm wrong. 
Uh, it's, it's not pocket knitting with something. Theater of the Mind Retro Show Sega Saturn Choice Cuts. Hmm, there's something here. Oh yeah, there's the commercial. Theater of the Eye. Oh damn it, my bad. See? Theater. Theater of the, of the Eye. eye. Damn. Well. Uh, put an asterisk by that game. I'll I'll give you a point. <laughs> I would have known it if I would have heard. If you would have heard Theater of the Eye, you would have got it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. God, I hadn't seen that commercial in a while. It's a good one though, man. It's hilarious. Uh, it's, one, yeah. it's one of those ones that they couldn't get away with now I mean like it, I say that and then realize it's not like someone's wearing blackface or something in it it's just like um, yeah. it takes place within this kid's body and like his mind like is depicted by this audience watching whatever he's looking at and they're all sitting there eating popcorn and then you know he pops in a Sega game into his Saturn. And they're like, "What is this?" And they all like start freaking out about it. And then like the brain is like calling the sphincter, and the the sphincter says, "We're about to blow down here," and, you know stuff like that. It's hmm. it's weird. Hmm. Yeah. <laughs> they reference the sphincter in a nationally televised commercial that's not about Pampers or adult diapers or something. <laughs> <laughs> so weird they had these weird commercials back then remember that one with nathan suplee where he like he's playing the game gear or the game boy and he wants to see colors like his buddy has a game gear so he picks up a dead squirrel and hits himself in the head with it <laughs> I, I i think yeah yeah i do remember something like and it's that. nathan suplee you know, I think I get that name right. The guy from like My Name Is Earl and all the yeah. you know Kevin Smith movies yeah. and stuff. It's like, what are you doing? Do you, man? do you remember the commercial? It was a Sega commercial. I, I don't know what the premise was, but at the end of the commercial, he throws up onto the uh, camera, Mm-mm. and it aired for a few months, and then the you know some group came out and said that's just gross. So they ended up having, changing the end of the commercial, so he throws up into a barf bag. Okay, no, I don't remember that at all. I'm one of the few people that remembers like uh, TurboGrafx-16 commercials and stuff because I used to see those when I was a kid and I would go, holy shit, that's so much better than Nintendo, you know? And then as soon as... Nobody owned one. Yeah, I never did. But uh, as soon as it came in, it went out. It's like you didn't hear about anything about the system until years later, you know, from like... Yeah. Yeah, and I still haven't owned one. I almost bought one once for my brother back around 2000 and I really wish I had but um you know I think he won 100 bucks for it and maybe had five games or something and at the time I was like eh, I don't really care that much you know more mm-hmm. into PlayStation at that point but anyway yeah I think we got a decent enough show we didn't really talk about anything specific but that's fine we just put that it's kind of an off topic you know yeah and, uh, Hopefully this is enough to sate people for another couple of weeks until uh, Brent can get his shit together and uh, yeah, yeah, you know. And then you and I are going to be doing a show in uh, about ten days, twelve days, something like that, over yeah, a couple um, weeks. Uh, Dusk and Elysian Tale, and I need to get started on that because I still haven't. But I, my understanding is it's a relatively short platformer, right? Kind of involving, but. I am 40% through it, and I've been playing for about five or six hours. Okay, like yeah. I so, think you could, like, just go right through the story much quicker. I'm doing other stuff right now. Cool. Mainly to just build up levels, because I am entered an area where I got the shit kicked out of me. So. Oh, okay. Yeah, I we're going to try and... Uh, grinding. 
pull Minthian in, friend of both shows. He's going to hopefully uh, join us on that show, Good. so that'll be cool. So it may be that we'll either end up recording like super early or super late to accommodate him because he is in Sweden. Yeah. And if we do that, instead of like calling over the phone like we've been doing, we'll have to like get in Discord and record through there. Which, okay is fine too you know I, yeah. I think the quality on on like anything else like even all over the phone like we're doing now like the quality is never uh, as good as i want it to be but like uh, I've, I've been liking doing it over the phone like this because uh, no one cuts out digitally mm -hmm. like they do over <laughs> skype or or discord like especially when we get two or more people on discord or skype there's inevitably someone will turn into a robot at some point <laughs> Uh -huh. <laughs> like what's going on there's nothing i can do on my end to fix it we just have to wait it out and hope it fixes itself a lot of the time or restart things which is just completely batshit annoying yeah and that's where we get episodes like uh our parasite eve episode which is almost unlistenable because mike king is in canada and he sounds like you know just the worst but whatever uh -huh. it is what it is um yeah if you want to listen to us like we said we're we're over there at the rpg um retro rpg podcast and yeah, I don't know what else to say. I guess bye. You know, keep it see right you there. later. Um, yeah. Brent and Nick will be back hopefully soon. Yeah, stay tuned. Sorry if this episode sucked. <laughs> Hope not. Yeah, well, bye. It was fun. Yeah. All right, see ya. Dio has rocked for a long, long time. Now it's time for him to pass the torch. He has songs of wildebeest and angels He has soared on the wings of a demon Uh, once again, I want to thank uh, Blanergy for putting that together for you guys, and hopefully I won't drag on too long here. I'm kind of just rolling off the cuff here. Um, you know, originally at one point, you know, not in the too far past, but one of the things I considered uh, for doing something else outside of the show podcast-wise was sort of like a one-man show, um, and one of the iterations of that was more just like a like a like a like a blog or a audio journal sort of thing and i was gonna call it like bits of brent so we're gonna we're gonna say this is a little bits of brent uh 
test run, even though I'll likely never do that thing. I just, you know, hey, it's just a little thing that popped in my mind when I decided I was going to sit here and do this and record this at the end of this. So, hey, what you going to do? Now, uh, I want to address the the issue with getting, like, internet and TV. Okay, first off, like, I promised him a shout-out, so here's a shout-out to Xfinity Ace uh, Allen, who came and finally got me service set up to the house. Dude was cool, seemed interested in the show, so... Hopefully he's listening, and um, future listener, join us on Discord, all that kind of stuff. Now, um, what was I saying? Uh, so, the house I'm living in is is really old. It's super duper old. It's on an old farm property that's been around forever. So, the issue necessarily wasn't that... Um, I guess there had never been anything run to the house before. So, and when I, I guess my mistake, and I'm going to, I'm going to put it on me, I suppose. When I tried, when I called Comcast the first time to have them come set it up, I guess I made shit too complicated. I was like, look, um, there's never been any service run to the house before. I'm going to need somebody to come run new service to the house. And I am, you know, a good 300 feet you know, or whatever it is off the, off the road. Um, I'm, I was substantially enough off the road that I figured I would have to pay somebody to come, you know, like dig it or hang it or do anything like that. Cause this is something that I know occurs because I've talked to people that have had to have this done before where, you know, they had to pay, you know, a couple hundred bucks to have them run it off the road, um, to the, to the house. Cause the problem isn't always necessarily the, uh, where the road runs, because if there's, you know, they're running, already have cable running down the road, then it's no big deal. It's always about how far off the road you are. And I am, you know, not a small distance from, from the road. So, um, and that guy I talked to was like, yeah, no, I understand what you're saying. We got to send this to our planning and development guys. And uh, I'm going to send that off right now. They should call you back in this number of days. Dude seemed very knowledgeable about what he was talking about. He gave me a reference number. My first mistake, um, or I guess second mistake at this point, was not getting a name and a direct number to this guy. Because, uh, like I said, he seemed like he knew what he was talking about. He set everything in motion, gave me a reference number, everything like that. And then every person I called to and talked to subsequently to that seemed like an idiot. Um, So uh, a day after I called the first guy, I get a call from another guy, and he's like, all right, so we've got this thing at our planning and development thing, and I'm sending out a survey team. They're gonna, they should be calling you within a week. Okay, so already I could tell the first guy's done his job. He's passed it on to the second guy, and the second guy's calling me. He's all right. He's, a, he's dispatched a survey team. They should call you within a week. Well, week goes by. Um, don't hear anything. We have some bad weather, so I give him a couple extra days. And then I hear nothing, so I call back, and they're like, oh, um, I don't really know what you're talking about. It says it's still in progress, but these things can take, uh, you know, up to two weeks or whatever. So give them another week, and if you haven't heard anything, call us back. And she's like, I'll also send in an email to see if we can get uh, an update. Well, the following week, I have fucking, uh, like, kidney stones, so that was great. And, um... I call him back, and now this time I talk to somebody that just has no idea. 
I, I guess I chose different directions uh, in the the call, and you got to select all these audio one, two, four, seven bullshit number things about what you're calling about. And I guess this time I got in touch with somebody that's in fucking sales, right? Their job is to sell me a plan. And it's like, look, I don't want a plan until I know how much it can cost me to run to the house. Here's the reference number I've been given. And I'm on the phone with this lady for an hour. Like, it is the most painful fucking experience I've ever had in my life. And uh, so she goes, oh, I need to put you through to our technical team. Put me through the technical team. Technical team says, oh, well, our little tool here is saying that uh, we can it's we've got we can provide service there i'm like okay the first guy already told me that there's service on the road i need somebody to run it to the house and she goes no that's mine says it's fine what do you mean it's fine like nobody's coming running to the house she goes well the best thing we can do is uh put in an order for the technician to come to the house i'm like all right let's do that and she goes no that means i have to put you back through the sales team like are you fucking kidding me so i go back to the sales team and i talk to a gentleman and he schedules and we schedule for the technician to come out and that's when Xfinity Ace, this, this dude, Allen, comes out. And he, like I said, uh, he's he, he's a good dude. He's like, all right, so this is the bajillion new install I've done today. Um, basically, if it's, you know, over this number of distance, I'm not allowed to do this drop. And, uh, like, I came in, like, less than 10 feet under the maximum distance for the for the drop. So he runs it. We get it all set up. It's all good. So I don't know why I was playing this four-week fucking phone tag monstrosity if they could just send somebody out to fun, fucking run the, the cable across the ground. Um, of course, I do have to bury it because they don't they do not do that. I mean, it's not a, that's not a, like, huge deal. Like, I can go out and bury it. Like, my dad's got a fucking trencher and the people I'm renting from, I'm sure he's got a trencher or just a million things. It's just, you know, so we, we kind of dropped it off of the, the field that's uh, next to the house so that it, when spring comes and they're trying to do their thing, they don't run into the fucking cable wire. Um, so yeah, no, now I have uh, internet and TV and all the things and Carter can watch all of her obnoxious uh, kids TV shows and I don't have to watch the same DVD of those obnoxious kids TV shows over and over and over again. So um, yeah, no, so that, that dilemma's over. Now, in the new place where I'm at, it's it's fairly small, and I'm sure in this recording there's a substantial amount of echo, and because I don't have my whole setup set up back up, I'm, I'm basically using my laptop instead of my normal de uh, desktop, and I've only got the one uh, like small mixer hooked up and the mic set up, and like I have a bunch of other tools at my disposal to dial in and kind of get everything set where I liked it before and the, all of that stuff's kind of been reset and getting stuff packed in a hurry. Like knobs have been adjusted and all this shit. So I probably sound super fucking funky. Um, but, uh, all oh, that'll come in time. But right now the, the setup is kind of set up temporarily in my bedroom because there is a room in the basement that I would like to use. But right currently now it still has a bunch of old of the old tenant stuff in it. It's it's what I call the the um the murder room, right? Because there's like wood paneling, the ceiling's low, there's like one half window that's like just plated fucking thick glass and like there's an old bed and there's like scratches on the paneling for some fucking rat got down there and got trapped and just clawed at the wall until he died. It's 
it's terrifying, um, but I still have to clean all that out. There's a lot of stuff to be done around here because, like, when I moved in, nobody really lived here in, oh, I want to say, like, five, six, seven years, something like that. Um, and the guy that used to live here, you know, was just, all he did was hang out on the farm all day and, and shoot his guns. Like, there was a gun fucking rack in every room when I, uh, when I cleared out his stuff. I still have to get a lot of that stuff to the dump. Um, there's still some of my stuff at Brittany's house. There's all this stuff that still has to be done. Um, because, you know, I, I'm still working six days a week. I have Carter four to five of the, out of seven days of the week. So getting everything and moving it is not... Uh, I have my primary stuff. I have a bed and TV. I have my games and all this other stuff. It's just all the other sort of um, knick-knack shit and just, you know, my tools are still over there and all this other stuff. Um, so it's just my free time has been greatly diminished because I'm trying to get new house set up and all that kind of stuff. And so um, it's been it's been a real fucking thing. Now, uh yeah, so, I mean, the the studio thing, we'll just have to adjust, and I'll set up something every time it's time for me to nick and record. But I guess it gets to the main gist of the problem, and I will have to talk to Nick, uh, that for the time being, we probably won't be able to, until I can get the space set up downstairs, which could be weeks, months, you know, until I can get around to doing that, um, the where I'm sitting now and recording is approximately, I don't know, it's less than 10 feet from where my daughter sleeps. So we normally record on a Saturday night after Carter's asleep. That's not going to be an option because she's going to be literally trying to sleep, you know, right across the way because it's a one bedroom house. I essentially took what was a ginormous walk-in closet and made it into her room. So, um, you know, it's got a bed and her dresser. Like, it was big enough for her, like, dresser and her bed and, you know, a TV stand. And, like, he wasn't... It's not insubstantial. It's not like she's fucking Harry Potter living under the fucking steps or some shit. Um, you know, it's... it's You know, it was, it was a really big sort of um, area. So uh, that's just going to be her space until I can move out of this house. Um, so... Um, but yeah, so, I mean, I got to talk to him, so it just means that um, the release schedule might be more sporadic than it has been the past couple months. I still aim for two episodes a month, and I still aim for Monday release, Sunday-Monday releases, um, all those sorts of things. It's just, you know, lining up two people's schedules, you know, can sometimes just kind of bust, so you might be, you know... We go three weeks between an episode and then one week between the next one. Who knows? Um, the next episode is still supposed to be Legend of Dragoon. Um, I'm almost done with it. You know, I got on my Vita so I can play it with, you know, Carter here. No problem. Um, no real problems there. Um, on to, I guess, uh, the divorce. Uh, I thought I had said something about it in Discord. I guess I hadn't. But I guess it comes down to... Uh, you know, how do I say this? Um, I guess, uh, well, Brittany's gay now, okay? So that's like a thing. And uh, it comes down to, you know, it just doesn't love me anymore kind of thing. 
and uh, that was somewhat of a, a shock to me. It wasn't like we were fighting and doing a bunch of shit like that. I mean, we always kind of had kind of bickered, but that was that was you know no. It was nothing terrible. Like there was never any screaming or anything like that or anything like that. Uh, I am a tough pill to swallow, you know, just in general. So I don't fully fucking um, blame anybody that uh, gets tired of my bullshit. Um, now, so there's not a lot of animosity there. Uh, truly, there's I mean, I can say I'm cool, but at the same time, it's just like, yeah, well, whatever. That's your fucking problem now. Like, this, these are the, the things that you got to deal with now that I'm gone type uh, situation. But so it's not uh, when it comes to getting the rest of my stuff out of the house or um, anything like that, it's not that difficult. Um, and the the primary reason. So when people hear like, shoot, you know, kick me out of the house. She wants to be gay now. She's got this new girlfriend that's moved in and all this other stuff and i've also got the kid most days a week it's not as uh it's not like it sounds okay um the only reason i have carter most of the days of the week is because Brittany's schedule leading up to her student teaching and all this other stuff is she closes a lot you know so i was already taking care of carter most days of the week and that's not necessarily um something where she's like oh i don't it's it's not shitty. It's I guess it would be sh more shitty for her than it is for me because I guess she I don't know. I guess that I don't I, I don't I don't really know. I'm gonna try and fucking explain it. I'm just trying to make it clear that because um, I had to have this discussion with a couple of my friends where it's, it's like no, you don't have to be shitty or um, say terrible things about her. Because um, I had a couple people that were like ah yeah fuck that bitch. I'm like all right calm calm your role. Uh, like I, um, it's not going to do me any good to, to be over here and just hate and all this other stuff, you know? Um, I hope she's happy. I hope things work out for her. Um, you know, it does mean I dodge a bullet, you know, cause, uh, we, we basically in our separation agreement, you know, I'm not responsible for any of the, um, mortgage or anything like that on the house and all of her previous medical bills and all that kind of stuff um, sort of chopped off of huge um, financial burden you know um, if we want to get super personal about it like there were a few dark days where it's just like you know I'm fucking 30 and that's not old these days but at the same time like uh, you know Virginia where I'm from is a very traditional sort of place, and you you don't find a lot of people out here like having kids after thirty. I mean, it still happens, right? Like, and uh, I always wanted more kids, right? Like, I always wanted, um, you know, Carter to have full genetic uh, brothers and sisters, or a brother, a sister, whatever. I'm trying to fucking have. Brady Bunch over here or some shit like that. So that was that was dark and you know, you have the whole you spend ten years with somebody, you sort of you fall into this thing where you have a sort of life plan, right? Where it's not just like an immediate plan or or we're gonna do this. It's it's a this is how I intend to I aim to live out the rest of my life. These are my life goals, these are how I'd like to spend it with this person 
and uh, you know you develop this this life plan and um, that was one of the hardest things that I had to kind of let go of right is that you know no it's now it's time for a new life plan it's not it's no longer get her through school then she can go off to a decent paying um, job as well you know I'm still you know my career is progressing through what I'm doing now and just build this success uh, successful life together so um, that doesn't mean that uh, all hope is lost or anything like that that is I you know I've come to that realization or anything like that but that's just sort of where um, a lot of the darkness came from earlier right and that's that's all that's all past right like um if you had talked to me you know a month ago or uh, you know god forbid you know around new years or anything like that i was had a whole other fucking uh can of worms and that's because i was still you know in that transition phase so everybody that sent me their concerns or anything like that now it is now I'm in um, sort of uh, repair mode and um, to those that have helped me through this process they get my immense gratitude um, because essentially uh, the our sort of dynamic before was you know I spent so much time at work and with Carter and um, you know doing stuff for the show because it was basically like you know any free time I had like I tried to devote to playing whatever game we were we are in for the show and and uh thusly you know my wife for many years now was always you know i make sure the money's in the account i give you the budget you pay the bills that's as simple as that you're in charge of um paying the bills and and with um her most recent bout of sickness and trying to get caught up on some of her medical bills and all this other stuff we were kind of in a rough financial spot but um, there was never anything as like, you know, occasionally they'll be late, but to my knowledge, it was nothing, anything over fucking 30 days late. It's, you know, if you can't make it on time, that's fine. Just, you know, when we get my next paycheck, you pay whatever the most due thing is first. Um, and it comes down to, you know, she had realized she was unhappy in our marriage and our relationship or whatever. And she made choices that a unhappy person makes. And uh, I can be shitty, and I can cast blame and all this other stuff, but a lot of things that had solely my name on it ended up way more behind than I was aware of. Um, for instance, my truck payment ended up being uh, 60 days late, and the problem with that was there was a whole fiasco with the title where um, we had refinanced the truck, and there was supposed to be a uh, transference of equity, um, from having both our names on the title, just having my name on it. And when that happened, there was some sort of slip up with the title. Like they never re received the paperwork back that we signed for the transfer of equity. So the bank didn't actually have the truck title um, on hand. So when they were two months behind payment, they didn't have any sort of recourse. They couldn't go through repossession or anything like that. So they had to fucking hire this attorney so i'm getting all these letters from this attorney where i'm gonna have to go to fucking court and so i took all this money to settle them out and then um you know credit cards uh with my name on it uh all the medical bills for my daughter that came you know that are, she's on my insurance all that stuff was like super super behind so i've had to settle out a lot of these um collections agencies and the hardest one by far was the truck because there was that was um 
that was straight to like a lawyer's office and it wasn't like a it was a lawyer's office that worked specifically for the fucking bank and the bitch i was the, the sorry the the nice lady I was dealing with on the phone, like, her name's in the fucking door, right? So it's not like a collection agency where you can call and be like, I got 50 bucks, I can give you a month. And they're like, no, you can call again and get somebody else that fucking approves it. No, she wasn't having any of this. Um, so I had to get all that caught up in all these sort of bills and sort of all this stuff where I did the stupid thing and I trusted somebody else to handle my affairs. And she did the thing where she was depressed and upset and not happy and did some some stuff she shouldn't have done um she's also taken strides to to help me remedy this as well um you know like she took a couple of them and got payments or got money from people to help me um get everything with my name in back back to, back to square like i don't want to cast you know their regrets all right so we move on but um, now I'm on the back side of that. I got a few people to pay back, um, but it's all within, at least I feel at this point, a realm of fucking stability and um, that kind of thing. So that's that's sort of been the the uh, the scope of it. It's been it hasn't been super nasty um, anymore. Like there was a hot minute there where I was I was. Um, I was pretty much, I was going to be pretty belligerent about a lot of stuff. Um, and not, I was still going to, you know, take care of my business and all this other stuff. But I was, I was a real, uh, I was a real fucking shithead for a hot minute there. Um, and not to anybody, just kind of like everybody. I was just kind of like a fucking leave me alone. Like everybody's trying to help me and I'm just, I'm just like, ah, nah, go the fuck away. I don't want to talk to you. Um, type mood. But I'm back to back to Brent, if you will. Um, that's that seems like a like we could do an ACDC parody on that, right? Um, but yeah, no, I mean uh, everything should be kosher, guys. Uh, everything should be good. Back, you know, I'm back commute, you know, connected to the human fucking realm and and all these sorts of things, and um, I'm gonna get everything set back up and be awesome. But uh, you know, I'm. I'm very thankful that I've had a lot of people uh, that have been there to, you know, say kind words or to help me get out of this uh, financial shitstorm that I, I was in um, coming out of um, this relationship and all those sort of things. It's super grateful to Dr. J and his wife um, who own this property that are letting me stay here for next to nothing. I mean, it's not a big house and it's old and it's got its problems, but I mean... It's 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 a pittance what they ask for me to stay here, and that's without that I don't know where the fuck I'd be staying. I'd be I'd be staying in a room at my parents' house or sleeping on people's couches, and Carter would be sleeping on like sleeping bags and cots wherever I was. I guess I don't I don't really know how that would work without them. So um, appreciate those guys immensely and if this has been a little too personal for some of you guys you know hopefully you tuned out and you didn't stick through it all but i, I just kind of instead of having to answer all the individual questions as they came i'd rather do this put together this uh sort of update on where everything's at you know i'm i'm an open book anybody that asks me a question um in discord or anything like that i'm i'm more than willing to um give them the skinny and like I said, it is uh, more complicated than what I've I've put on here, but it is the 
that's the it's the it's the outline it's the synopsis really um you know so uh yeah man uh trying to think of what i got cool to send you guys off with but not not really other than you know we should be back baby should be fucking rolling in the the dough or whatever doing the thing i don't i don't really know but uh yeah no it's been great so until next time everybody i hope you appreciate uh liked what blaine and james did i hope uh you stuck around through all this or whatever and if you didn't fuck you don't really care um until next time bye everybody